Hello, I'm Jess Nix, the Absolute Empowerment Coach. Welcome to my podcast. I'm a certified life coach, NLP master, and creator of the D-Bitch Your Brain methodology. I do the deep and I do the silly, because life's about balance, right? I call the inner critic the bitch, and there's a bitch for every emotion or theme in life. Your bitch keeps you stuck. She keeps you doubting and makes you feel like you're the only one when the reality is we all have a bitch in our head. The good news is there are endless ways to shut her up and to experience more confidence in life. And I'm going to talk about them all with my guests, calling upon their wells of wisdom, fueling your tank with self-belief in the process. Let's get to it. Bang, bang, my baby shot me down. <laughs> Yeah, it's a crying shame that I can't use commercial music because then you wouldn't have to listen to me sing. I'd kick these solo episodes off with a lyrical mashup of my theme and I would get great amusement out of doing it. But maybe you wouldn't. We will never know. In the last episode, I got thinking about triggers and Susie's awesome take on them being upgrades to our systems. So today I'm going to talk about triggers, what they are, what they aren't, and what to do with them so that no one gets shot. Okay, I promise I'm going to stop doing that shit now. When we use the word trigger, we mean that something has occurred to have roused our emotional state so much that we feel in less control. Sometimes we even lose control of our emotions completely, making a regrettable mess. Being triggered means stuff like suddenly feeling red hot with anger, desperately sad or being frightened to death. I call this being in the immersion zone. When you experience an emotion, depending on its intensity, your mind may get swept away, carried away with it. In a situation where maybe you're experiencing anxiety, you might feel a little bit uncomfortable And then the worse the anxiety gets, the more it seems to take over your body and your mind and you're caught in a vicious circle. It's almost as if the anxiety has taken you over. You have become the anxiety itself. Or put another way, your anxious bitch is at the wheel. And the bad news is that she's not the best driver, especially in that emotional state. By thinking of our emotions in this way, the immersion zone, it allows us to see that the more we are sucked into the emotion, the feeling, the more we lose ourselves. Being triggered sounds very black and white. It's bang or it's nothing. Using the immersion zone, you can learn to scale back your emotions so that you are responding and not reacting. A response is considered, a reaction is a slap in the face. The question is, what outcome would the real you, the one who isn't drenched in anxiety or anger, the one who isn't immersed in emotion, what would that version of you want in the situation? Thinking about this, what happens as a result of being triggered, is such a great way to help you stop reacting. In 2019, I was triggered by something which me and my friends now call wardrobe gate. And after reflecting upon the upgrading your system analogy from the last episode, I think my little story is such a great example of this at work. In my 20s, I used to get 
pretty angry quite easily. Mostly it was with myself, but I did have a short fuse in general. And in the last decade or so, I have worked my ass off to make that fuse longer. I haven't really experienced extreme anger in about a decade. And then wardrobe gate happened. I'd had built-ins put in when I moved into my own place a few years ago, only to have to have them taken out a year later due to a chronic mould problem. There was black shit everywhere, all over my boots, bags. I had to throw so much of my stuff out. And then I had to have the wardrobes hacked out, the room replastered and painted and get new carpet. It took like six weeks of living in chaos and it cost me a ton. So then when my room was all nice again, I ordered a new wardrobe, which was not cheap, but I thought, hey, I'll have it forever and it's not a built-in, so there's no risk of mould. And then I decided to get handyman in to come build it because although I've got lots of skills, I don't have the patience or the particular skill required for building heavy and expensive flat-packed furniture. So the handyman managed to put this expensive wardrobe together incorrectly three times. Not once or twice, three times. He put the doors on wrong and because he'd done so much drilling, the holes were then so big that the doors wouldn't close flush and instead they just hung open, gaping at me, lolling at me. Oh, the old me, mid-twenties me, would have lost her shit, calling the handyman all manner of names and I probably would have thrown a few things around for good measure. But the new me, the one who had done all the work, saw <laughs> saw this as an invitation to upgrade. Okay, so maybe I didn't see it as that at the time, but as my body began to shake with rage... And as the stupid handyman stood there and hung his head in shame, showing me his work, I thought, hang on a minute, it wasn't his intention to build this wrong, was it? He didn't come to this job and think, I know, I'm going to fuck this girl's wardrobe right up. No. And I also thought, I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to regret anything later. So I walked downstairs, having not said anything, to the handyman I just left him there and I went into the kitchen because my friends were over for dinner and I processed my anger by letting it flow through my body I shook and I cried and I felt the frustration and the relentless nature of this ridiculous sequence of events that had gone on for so many weeks and cost me so much money but at no point did the wally of a handyman see me lose it and I felt so fucking proud of how I dealt with this simply by thinking about what result I wanted and connecting back with the real me, the rational me, and getting the hell out of my immersion zone, I had a much better result in that situation than I would have done if I'd have lost my shit. The handyman had to come back the next day to unbuild my wardrobe and I sent it back and I got a refund and we will never speak of wardrobe gate again. <laughs> Okay, so let's look at some examples of, of reacting or being triggered. Your mother might say something to you in a way that only your mother can that riles you so deeply that the hairs on your neck stand up, 
when you're bristling like a cat being stroked backwards and you find yourself hissing your reply, claws out. Your boss might make a seemingly benign comment, which you interpret as them thinking you're an idiot, which sends you into a tailspin of self-doubt. Your heartbeat starts racing and you can't think clearly. And you turn into a waffling maniac making no sense while you're attempting to communicate to your now rather confused boss. You see a photo of your ex on Facebook with another partner and suddenly you're comparing yourself to someone you've never met and you believe you're fat, ugly, useless in a millisecond. The common denominator here is this. It's never the event or the circumstance that cause these bang bang moments to occur, but your reaction to them. I'm going to get all stoic on your asses here and quote Marcus Aurelius. Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is perspective, not the truth. I have no idea if that's what what Mr. Aurelius sounded like, but there you go. So therefore, the event is completely objective. It's neutral. You, you award it meaning with your thoughts and the bitch in your head. Being triggered is not a reason to blame someone else. I know it feels really good to do that, the old buck passing, but other people are not the reason that you get pissed off or angry or ashamed or anxious. It's your thoughts about the thing that they have done or said that cause you to feel the surge in emotion. And thoughts are optional, I know that sometimes it doesn't feel like that when the bitch is hurling them at you willy-nilly, non-stop, on repeat, on bitchophile, bitch FM, but they are. It's true, you can choose to think something else. And with training, getting a coach and getting in touch with your emotions and what the real you really wants, you can make this a new habit. So when your mum makes a comment about the outfit that pisses you off so much your teeth could crumble from your clenched jaw, it's not your mum's fault. You have a choice and it's up to you if you think she's an insensitive bitch and she's saying that to piss me off. But it's also your choice to just shrug it off and not let it affect you. When you let your mother's comments rile you, You are making them mean something way deeper. And you are also assuming that your mum is on the same page as you and also thinks this. And that is your psychic bitch at work. All of this miscommunication causes unnecessary unhappy relationships. What kind of relationship do you actually want with your mother? That's what you want to be thinking when you are doing this work. When your boss makes a comment that makes you feel inadequate, you do have the choice to take a breath before shooting the pistol and getting yourself in a tiz. You can think, okay, hang on, what's really going on here? What does my boss want? What do I want? I am not an idiot. So what am I making this comment mean? By adding some space between you and your emotions, by scaling back in the immersion zone, You and the bitch in your head are granting yourself time before that irreversible trigger goes bang. And if you think about what result you wanted from this conversation, rather than getting stuck on what you think something means, 
you will feel so much more in control. When you see that photo of your ex and the new lover that prompts the tailspin, you can choose to take a breath and ask yourself what you're really making this mean. The photo doesn't mean anything about you. It is not for you. You do not have to put this photo on your fridge. What does the most rational, non-immersed version, or is it unimmersed? I'm not sure. What does that version of you truly think about this situation? Being triggered is not a reason to get angry with yourself. Just because you find yourself in an emotional state that you tried to stay clear of or a situation you have done work on to avoid doesn't mean that you have grounds to start the self-hating chatter. The bitch in your head should never be allowed to hold the gun. Sometimes we are more naturally in control than others. Thank you, hormones and the moon. And that's okay. Caveat, I wonder what would have happened in wardrobe gate had I have been experiencing PMT. (laughs) Uh, Look, being triggered is not something to be ashamed about either. You are a human being who experiences all of the emotions, ups, downs, ins, outs, roundabouts. It is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign to stop and take a breath. When your body suddenly changes state, for example, your blood pressure drops or your face flushes or whatever, this is a cheeky little warning sign not to say or do anything you might later regret. Think about what you actually want in the situation. Triggered behaviour will not get you the result that the unimmersed version of you wants, I guarantee it. Being triggered is, however, an invitation to do some reflection. It's the grown-up version of popping zits in the mirror as a teenager. And by that, I mean you notice something that you don't find appealing about yourself and you take action to change it. And remember that sometimes there are those awkward spots that won't go and they take months to actually develop a head. Yeah, well, sometimes this work can be a bit like that too. You have to be patient and keep going to get rid of the pus. Sorry, that is really gross. I don't know why I said it. If you are willing to be curious about what's behind your reaction, which of course means being willing to sit with the uncomfortable emotions and perhaps even feel a bit worse for a bit, then when you emerge out of the other side, you will feel like a badass bitch. Being in control of your emotions is truly one of the most empowering things you can learn to do as a human that's the difference, right, between our furry friends and us. We get to think about our thinking. They just get to fucking shit and eat and all the good stuff. So knowing that you aren't likely to lose your shit or your temper or let's go the whole hog, lose your mind because you've done the work in learning how to manage your mind and your emotions, that is true power. It's how self-belief is built. And it's how you get the results that you want in life. Trying to avoid triggers is helpful, just like dodging bullets in the real world will save you a blood and hospital trip. But the real magic comes from when you can bend reality, like in the Matrix, like with the, um, the, what are they called? Is it the agents? Yeah. When the agents are doing all of their like mad bending backwards right? That is what you can learn to do with your your thoughts. 
your thoughts and your emotions with deep self-reflection and training can be changed. You can bend reality. You can change your reality. You can dodge the bullets simply because you change what they mean. So the next time you believe someone has triggered you or a situation has triggered you, put the gun down and ask yourself, what is really going on? What am I making this mean about me? What part of my past am I bringing into this moment? And what result do I actually want? How will my behavior affect that? And if you've done the work, those bullets will just drop out of the sky. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) if you channel your innermost Keanu. All right, gangaroo, I am out of here for now. Until next time, hugs and bitchings. If you're loving what you're hearing on this podcast, then please share it with someone who you reckon needs to hear it. Then come on over to my website, jessnix.com and sign up to my mailer to keep you in the loop with all things empowerment and debitching your brain. Give me a cheeky follow on the gram at jessnixcoaching. Until next time, remember, your thoughts are just fiction of the mind. Bye bye now.